Hey, happy holidays, folks. It's Tim here from Books the Podcast. Uh, we uh, say some stuff about uh, Santa Claus that might not be suitable for younger years in this episode, so just be aware. Thanks. Bye. He's dumb. He's dumb. What's in his head? He's dumb. He's dumb. He's dumb. Is he inbred? Hello. Welcome to Books the Podcast, the only podcast about books. I'm Tim. I'm Tom. And we're booksmen. Weird booksmen. Disturbing booksmen. Uh, truly sick booksmen. This is a disturbing and truly sick book. Twisted booksmen. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, if you're going by the number of slurs per page, <laughs> it's up there. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. That's the character you see. He yeah, says all character. those things. Yeah. I mean, you know, it is uh, of its time, I guess. Not of its time when it was written. It was written in the uh, go-go 80s. But, you know, he, I think that that is, I mean, that's what I, I kind of want to talk about uh, this this episode. Uh, the, like, notable improvements that uh, the movie made over the book. Yeah, which were many, and I'm no big fan of that movie. Right. I mean, and we'll get to some of those, but but just right off the bat, I feel like that's one that they're like, well, yeah, you know, like we can't. Comp- I mean, they do whitewash a lot of stuff in the movie, but I feel like there was like a well, we can't completely ignore like all the racial strife going on in the country during these decades. So we'll have like one guy use uh, a slur. And Forrest will just kind of be like, oh, I, no, I don't feel that way. Exactly. <laughs> and, um, then, and that will address it and we won't do it again so that, you know, people can still root for Forrest because uh, he's not using, you know, the, the slurs of the day. Yeah. Protagonist of the movie has to be written very different than a protagonist in a novel, I would say. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's it's not not that believable that like uh, an idiot from Alabama <laughs> wouldn't just casually use a lot of slurs. Yeah, uh, from the uh, you know growing up in the fifties and sixties, but you know if you want to make a, a family film, you got to find a way around that. And that's what we are trying to do here: make a family film. Well, we're trying to make a podcast for the whole family, that's for sure. Yeah, light a fire, sit around. Even even though the, this week's episode of uh, the other podcast we do, The Complete Guide to Everything, uh, there's a, a warning, uh, a late warning about two minutes in that children shouldn't be listening. Yeah. Um, but that's because we, we just talked about how Santa Claus isn't real. I'm not afraid to talk about that on this podcast, Tim, because uh, you need why? a credit card. To, you need a credit oh, card to God. sign up for Patreon. Uh, you need a, a credit card, so there shouldn't too. be any children. Tom, how many how many uh, arguments have you sparked in the, the comment section of Patreon with your spoilers? <laughs> that's true. Yeah, there have been a few. Look, you're... You're paying. This is the way I see it. Uh, if you're paying, we're gonna spoil you rotten. You yeah, know? <laughs> hey, that, that's that, the, yeah. Hey, you you deserve it. You deserve it. You're giving us your five bucks a month. Sit back, relax. We're gonna spoil you. Yeah. Hey, hey <laughs> we're happy to do it. Yeah, we're, we're gonna we're gonna spoil you with great content. What a terrible phrase. Spoiling. Yeah, like I'll spoil you. <laughs> I'll spoil you, <laughs> and in a good way. You didn't, Tim. If I if I recall, in your single days, that was the way you would approach women at the bar with great success. <laughs> you you wouldn't say anything else. How would you, would you like to be to spoiled? <laughs> I will spoil you rotten. <laughs> well, I never said rotten. <laughs> my name's tim and i love spoiling um tom mm-hmm. i had uh the novel coronavirus covid19 yes. and which, I... which we won't be covering on this because we covered it in again the other podcast where we spoil santa claus yeah um spoil him rotten um <laughs> him and rudolph rub. 
<laughs> I give him a foot rub. Tim gives him a, a nice bath rub. Not bath <laughs> rub, back rub. <laughs> bath rub? I was going to say, you uh, you know, you ever be like, you ever get uh, shampooed at the at the salon or a barber shop? One time in my life. Yeah, and I'm I've imagining you Never doing... again. <laughs> I'm imagining you doing that to Santa Claus. <laughs> oh, yeah. You... You'd like <laughs> you that. You didn't like having your, uh, being shampooed? No, I hated it. Is it? Oh, it feels so nice. It feels like somebody shouldn't have to do that for me. Nah, it's fine, because it's like all soap and stuff. I'd do it for someone. I, hey, even Santa Claus, I'd do it for him. I know. They turn it into a little massage thing, and you know yeah. how I feel about massages. <laughs> You're always telling me you don't want them from me. <laughs> yeah, Tom, it, uh, enough is enough. <laughs> I'm, finally, well, I'm finally airing this publicly. Well, tough, Tim. That's uh, our our two person company doesn't have an HR department, so you're gonna have to take it up with yourself. Um, every every time I walk by you and uh, just casually start rubbing your shoulders and asking you how everything's going, yeah, yeah I don't whispering like it. in your whispering <laughs> in your ear that I'm gonna spoil you rotten. <laughs> Tom, I've been uh, quarantining in a basement, and uh-huh. guess what I've been watching. Uh, Forrest Gump. Heist movies. Oh, okay. You want to guess what heist movies I've been watching? <laughs> Have you just been watching Heat over and over? No, no, no. I wish. Um, <laughs> I wish. I, mean, like, I guess that's I could. Impossible. Yeah, I could have done that. <laughs> no, I watched uh, the film Heist. No, oh, okay. Yeah, that's a heist movie. Yeah, it is a heist movie. And then I've watched uh, Ocean's Eleven, Ocean's Twelve. Oh. And Ocean's thirteen, Tom. Uh, you didn't. You didn't watch Ocean Ocean's eight. No, I f- I forgot that existed until you just mentioned it. Yeah, typical misogynistic attitude. Have you Women seen it? Women can't pull off a heist. I mean, they can't. You want to know why? Because they're always <laughs> gabbing to their friends about the details. <laughs> they yeah. can't keep a secret. <laughs> They're they're too busy chit chatting when when it's their turn for their part in the heist. Yeah, and those too things busy. they have to go off like clockwork. Gabbing with their girlfriends. Why do people? <laughs> why do women say that? Certain women say like, "Oh yeah, my girlfriend, so and so." Yeah, I don't know. Just to uh, really hit home that it's a uh, another woman they're talking yeah. to. I feel like that's something that they that happened a lot more in the 80s yeah i i specifically remember in the 80s like uh being a kid and asking my mom like how do you have a husband how do you also have girlfriends yeah what the heck's going on here <laughs> i gotta get my to go to dad about this <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i could have uh i don't know been like some uh anti uh like not anti-homophobic i guess just homophobic uh like a radio host Uh, how come how come my mom's got a husband and girlfriends (laughs) (laughs) this world's gone crazy i like that there's some homophobic like right-wing radio host that's just complaining (laughs) about his five years old I mean, honestly, like uh, I, I think of a lot. I don't like these crusts. Cut the crusts off. <laughs> why, why? Yeah. Why? Why do they have to be crusts? You're already. You've already got the knife out. You're already cutting the sandwich in half. How hard is it to get the crusts off? <sighs> I feel like uh, a, a lot of uh, like right wing radio show hosts would uh, be happy if they could just freely complain about their moms on the show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't think we're that far off from it, too. I think like there's still a chance that's going to be like a hallmark of the way the genre um, evolves a little bit. Yeah. But anyway, isn't it annoy you when your mom does this? (laughs) I mean, when your mom considering who doesn't get doesn't pick up more hot pockets, even though she knows you were out of them. Considering the audiences they're talking to, like that, that will go a long way. In yeah, being like, true. yeah, I like what this guy's saying. He does make sense, <laughs> and if he's right about this, he's probably right about. 
the Jews. Right. Right. Um, the Oceans movies, Tom. You seen these movies? I think I've only seen the first one. Tom, treat yourself to yeah. the second and third. Um, Should I spoil myself with the second and third? Tom, I want you to spoil it. Tom, you will be spoiled. I realize why uh, my favorite genre of movie, and it's not heist movies, but it what could be. What is it? Um, charming men hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, Everybody's yeah, such I mean, a dang charmer in these films. They're all I like, mean, yeah. they're all like playfully ragging on each other, um, mm-hmm. but also like uh, they inherently trust each other. Um, it's real good dynamics in in those movies. Yeah, well, I mean, you, you talk about handsome, charming men. That th- those movies have them, uh, you know, more handsome, charming men per frame than uh, any other movie. I would, I would think. Yeah, and you're talking specifically about the actor Scott Kahn. <laughs> exactly. He's the most uh, charming man in Hollywood, famously. Um, and Casey Affleck? Yep. He's a Two bad man, people. right? Uh, he's a bad man, but I think he's like been quiet long enough that now people are like, eh, he's fine. All right. Not everyone, but some people. But uh, Scott Kahn and Casey Affleck, you know what I like about them? Uh, what do you they, like? They're self-made men. Yeah. I mean, they didn't rely on nepotism to get where they are. Who knows what Casey Affleck was up to? <laughs> I mean, Casey Affleck was working at a Dunkin' Donuts before uh, before his brother started breaking uh, breaking out as a yeah as a, a Hollywood hunk. When is he going to go back to being charming in movies? Uh, ben Affleck. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, he's a charming guy. He's he's not in any of those ocean movies though. Just his buddy is, right? Yeah. Um yeah, it's uh yeah, his buddy's really good on it too. Um Yeah. Matt Damone. <laughs> Matt Demon. Who <Ooh. laughs> Um I bet that I bet that's what he changes his Twitter name during Halloween month. Ooh. Is he on Twitter? He's probably not on Twitter, right? Or or Matt Matt Damien. Man, I knew a real uh, religious family in the town we grew up, and the dad's name was Damien. Oh yeah, yeah. It was weird. Yeah. <laughs> it was weird. It was like haven't you haven't you seen uh, was it The Omen? Yeah. Why didn't, why yeah, wouldn't you change your name after The Omen came out? <laughs> haven't, haven't you Damien. seen this movie that came out like thirty years after you were born? They were real religious. One time uh, we were making, in fourth grade, uh, holiday pictures or something. Uh-huh. I think I think it was still, this, look, Tom, it was before this war on Christmas. I think they were like, hey, do you want to <laughs> make Christmas pictures or whatever? And I was out sick. Um, mm-hmm. And I got back into class and my teacher was like, oh, I had so-and-so, Brendan, um, mm-hmm. uh, start your... Big holiday picture, your big Christmas picture for you. Um, mm-hmm. Let me go get that. So, like, you wouldn't be like so far behind because, like, it was one right. of these multi-day uh, projects, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, I and hated she... those multi-day art projects. It's like, <laughs> yeah. oh, now we have to let this dry. We'll we'll come back to it tomorrow when you're sick of it. Yeah. So she comes back out with this big piece of paper. The only thing on it is this big. He he drew a big cross. and she like took it out and looked at it and looked at me and she's like huh yeah i guess guess you could start your own (laughs) you can you can start your own from scratch i was like cool yeah i'm gonna put like santa claus and rudolph on this you don't don't want to put uh you don't want to put uh santa up on this crucifix (laughs) yeah um yeah he meant well i think also like i think he was like i got my own uh, Christmas uh, t- picture to make. What I got to do, Tim's yeah. for just because he has strep throat. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you think about it, it's like, well, Tim can't be behind, but th- now this kid's got to do double the work. Yeah, he had a good work yeah. ethic. Catholic guilt. He, he, he probably just drew two big crosses and called it a day. <laughs> yeah. and, if, and if anybody challenged him on it, he could just say, "This is the real meaning of Christmas." 
Yeah. Don't ask me to do another student's work ever again. <laughs> uh, Tim, we, we, we're reading uh, what, chapter 6 through 11 of Forrest Gump. Yeah. Gotta tell you, Tom, despite... Written uh, by Forrest Gump. Yeah, I mean, seemingly. I haven't looked at the cover. Mm-hmm. How are you reading this, Tom? Um, ebook, but then yesterday I listened to two chapters uh, uh, in an audiobook I got from the library uh, while I was walking. What's the audiobook like? Who, the audiobook, what? at least this version of the audiobook, it sounds like they just actually got a dumb guy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Because I I was curious. <laughs> Seems right. I was curious. Like, all right. I I don't. I I. You know, it's like uh, from uh, that Hoopla library app. Mm-hmm. You got that app? No, I don't even know what that is. Oh, uh, yeah. It sounds like you haven't heard about all the Hoopla. It does it work uh, with the uh, the Brooklyn Public Library? It works with the Queens Library. You don't live in Queens, Tom. Tim, guess what? The Queens Library will give cards to anyone in New York City. I know. I have one myself. I used to live in Queens. Well, you didn't have to move to Queens just to get a library card. Well, I heard so much about this Hoopla app, I felt like I had to. (laughs) Uh, This Hoopla app's cool. It's it's different than like Libby, the other library app. Mm -hmm. It's pronounced library, Tom, not library. (laughs) The... Hoopla's got like it's got a lot of stuff, and you can also like uh, uh, like take out uh, like like one week, so you get like a certain number of credits every month mm-hmm. instead of like uh, if things are out or not. Yeah. You know what I mean? Wait, so it has so it has audiobooks and movies and movies, music? but. Yeah, ebooks. It's got comic books, like a ton of comic books. Wow. It's got uh yeah, got a little of everything. Yeah, you can rent movies through it with uh, the free credits. Check it out. Hey, I'm checking it out right now. That's why I've kind of been anyway, you out. <laughs> but anyway, uh it doesn't it do, at least I didn't see uh any information about when the audiobook was recorded. So I don't know if it was recorded before or after the movie. So I don't know if it's like the person had to do a, you know, conscious, had to make a conscious effort not to sound like Tom Hanks. Right. But like he a doesn't? lot of it just sound, no, he just kind of, he sound. who did he sound like? He did sound like somebody. I can't remember who, um, but uh, it also sounds like he's like having a hard time reading it. Hmm. Well, <laughs> like I, I mean, uh, it, it, for look here, um, Matt Phillips in the in the mm-hmm. sounded off in the comments and uh, mentioned that the the literary style is called is literally just called colloquial. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and Grant Strugnell uh, asked us to bring back the comment of the week. I'm awarding it to Matt Phillips. <laughs> for his famous colloquial tr- tweet. I mean, not tweet, wow. comment. You, you don't give the comment of the week to the guy who said you should bring back comment of the week? Sorry, that's the that's the way the cookie crumbles, Grant. <laughs> I Just thought he, he thought he was a idea. shoo-in for it, but... <laughs> um, but yeah, in the audiobook, there's a lot of it where the guy's just kind of like... It sounds like he's almost like under his breath, like, what the hell does this say? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's kind of what, what I'm thinking as I'm reading it. Yeah. Uh, but that that's how I'm consuming the book, through ebook and occasionally audiobook. Are you um, finding what I'm finding that despite uh, it written in the, the colloquial style um, mm-hmm. and, you know, that it's a very quick read blasting through um, this thing. Yeah. Sometimes. Sometimes I, I I guess in the beginning I was stumbling over the the way it he Yeah, speaks. once you get into a groove, once you get in the uh you know low witted Alabama man's head. <laughs> once you get into a gump frame of mind. Yeah. 
so Tom, can I just uh I'm looking at the Hoopla app. Mm-hmm. Um uh, looking at the, <laughs> the movies. One of the most popular yeah. movies, three and a half stars out of five, um, with forty ratings. Uh a movie called A Christmas Karen <laughs> that came out this year. And uh the oh, no. the the description is Karen is an entitled middle-aged woman whose demanding nature has alienated her neighbors and family. After a series of incidents displaying her privilege and prejudice, Karen receives an intervention by some unconventional spirits. Mm. Should we ditch Forrest Gump and watch (laughs) A Christmas Karen? Does it look like it's extremely low budget? I can't tell. There's no pictures... uh, Loading There's not even me. like a uh, a a cover. Nothing's loading on here. Let's see. <laughs> Excuse me. Oh yeah, it does look pretty low budget. Well, we might have to consider it then. Oh, this lady does look like a a Karen. A Karen. Oh, and she's got oh, a dog doesn't... and everything. Yeah, well, we'll look into this. Uh... A little later. Yeah, I'm looking into it right now, Tom. (laughs) No, don't look into it right now. There's a dog in it. It can't be that bad. This is a John Kowski guy. Um, So uh, we're we're in Chapter 6. We're in Vietnam now. We've... uh, We've we've met uh, Bubba, right? Bubba's back. Bubba's in Vietnam with Forrest Yeah. So these Vietnam chapters... I was just kind of like, all right, get through it. <laughs> hey, that's the way I felt about Vietnam. Yeah? When yeah, when it was didn't happening. exist? When you went there on vacation? <laughs> <laughs> I went there on vacation and had a horrible time. <laughs> just like, I just got to get through this. Just got to get through this and get home. Tom, um, uh, a Christmas Karen is unrated, but contains adult language, including some slurs. Oh, yikes. <laughs> like <this laughs> sounds like this Forrest Gump book. <laughs> Sorry, go um, on. Well, I was going to say, like, uh, so some of this sticks real close. Uh, I have highlighted uh, in Chapter 6, it commenced rain in one day and did not stop for two months. We went through every different type of rain, every different kind of rain they is, except in maybe sleet or hail. It was little tiny stinging rain sometimes, a big old fat rain at others. It came sideways and straight down, and sometimes it even seemed to come up from the ground. It's like, oh, yeah, that's like almost line for line yeah. uh, in the movie. But one of the big That wasn't you just playing the audio from the movie with Mr. <laughs> it Tom Hanks like delivering it, right? those lines? Yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe I should re-record the audio book. <laughs> what, if, what if for Books the Podcast we just started uh, illegally re-recording these uh, you books as audio books? You just want to say those slurs. <laughs> and then we'll read the um, script from A Christmas Karen. <laughs> um, but one of the big differences here, which I was like shocked that this wasn't in the book, is that like uh, Bubba talks a lot about shrimp, not not shrimp, shrimp, sh- simp? shrimp, shrimp, yeah. shrimp. It's it's shrimp without an without an H. Yeah, so it's shrimp. just like shrimp, shrimp. Mm-hmm. Um, he talks a lot about sh- shrimp and the two of them starting a shrimp in business uh, or mm. shrimp in business. And, uh, but, but like, uh, Bubba just kind of has this idea. He has no ties to shrimping. Hmm. Which like, I was like, he oh, just well, that was like. yeah, he's just like a guy that likes shrimp, but he doesn't do the, you know, uh, there's all kinds of ways you can cook shrimp, and you know he's just naming yeah. it for. I got news for you too. Man. He's just some white guy too in the book. <laughs> yeah, he's also just some white guy, but uh, but yeah, he talks with Forrest about like, yeah, we should uh, have a shrimp and boat and and do all this stuff, but it's just kind of like a pie in the sky idea. Um, later on, Forrest instead like learns. Had a shrimp from a Vietnamese vendor. 
Yeah, it was unclear to me how he like convinced him or like got him to understand. Like, where'd you like? How do you get these shrimp? But well, Tim, uh, then maybe you didn't understand when he said he was talking to him like with his hands, like he was an Indian or something. <laughs> yeah, and how is he referring to this man again, Tom? <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to say what he what he what he said about a hundred times throughout these chapters, but uh, yeah. Uh, a common slur for uh, Vietnamese people during the Vietnam War. We'll leave it at that. And uh, uh, but but yeah, this guy just basically like takes Forrest like an hour's walk down the beach and shows him that there's like a lagoon that at low tide it you know washes back out and all these shrimp just get caught in the lagoon and he's just kind of got like a, a wire uh, net and he just scoops them out. Mm. And like Forrest, you know, and he throws a bunch of idiot, garbage in there. Yeah, he throws garbage in there to feed the like little grubs that then the shrimp eat. Uh, which again is like, well, that's not like a great way to make good tasting shrimp no. if if they're. I eating used to love shrimp garbage. Yeah, I don't think I'd ever eat shrimp again, even if I went back to eating like fish and meat and stuff. Yeah, when I was younger, I used to love shrimp. Used to like love shrimp cocktail and shrimp mm. scampi and all that. And yeah, at some point, I don't know if it's just like uh, shrimp isn't as good as it used to be, but uh, yeah, I, don't, I think I it's don't learning like about that uh, that the poop, poop vein. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, the these uh, shrimp were probably lousy with poop. Yeah, but uh, that that's how he learns. Uh, about shrimping instead. Like, he hasn't actually capitalized on this. Yeah. <laughs> From a Vietnamese vendor. Okay. I don't remember him uh, being referred to as that, but... Um... <laughs> uh, and presumably, like, you know, later on... Uh, I mean, maybe not. Maybe this book sets it up and never pays it off, but I presume later on, Forrest is going to start a shrimping business. He keeps talking about how he means to do that, but he gets derailed with uh, ladies and weed and harmonicas. Yeah, <laughs> we'll talk about that. But but I saw it, it's like oh, in the movie, it's nice that he, uh, you know, he he. It's like a tribute to his friend Bubba, and it's like Bubba's family ship, and then like he he makes sure that Bubba's mom is taken care of. And in this, it's just kind of like, ah, oh, this guy yeah, told me about shrimp. And... His mom is just some Karen, probably. <laughs> Bubba's mom? Yeah, probably. Yeah, some white lady. Uh, but true to the book, uh, Bubba does die. He gets shot. Like, that all goes down very similarly, The mm-hmm. where they get, like, ambushed. Yeah. And For- Forrest goes back to get Bubba, but every time he goes back, somebody else is asking for help. Yeah. Um. So he he goes back. He gets him. He gets Bubba. Bubba doesn't die in his arms, right? In this. Yeah, he does. he's playing him harmonica the whole time. Yeah, but I thought he like died off screen, and somebody had to tell him like, "Oh no, Bubba died." Oh, I think he like just didn't understand uh, fully <laughs> that like. Or that I couldn't tell that, in his that passage if it was that or if he was like, yeah, yeah, I know, but can you put his body on the helicopter with me? And the guy's like, he's right. dead, though. Um, <laughs> yeah. And him being like, yeah. And then finally it's like, I'll fly him back first class with you, whatever, man. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, I guess I could have reread that section, but sometimes I'm like, eh, forward momentum, going to keep going. <laughs> Like Forrest well, Gump yeah, running so- from coast to coast. I just got to <laughs> plow ahead. Um, but uh, Forrest does indeed get shot in the ass uh, during mm-hmm. all this. Uh, he doesn't say something, just bet me. Which, uh, yeah, you know, is just- funny. But uh, one of the other big differences here is it's not until he's in the uh, hospital that he meets Lieutenant Dan. Right. Who and is that's in like a another bad way in this book. Yeah. And that's just like another, uh, you know, like little change of like, oh, well, we make that character his lieutenant. Right. Uh, which well, I think also made... the character is completely different. 
Yeah, he's he's a way different. He's uh, he doesn't have, you know he he's lost his legs, but he's also like burned over fifty percent of his body and like uh, lost like most of his bowels. I think like he's he's in re- a really bad way. Yeah, um, but sure enough, uh, Forrest shows up with that that harmonica. Mm-hmm. And uh, he loves it. Yeah, talks to him. Hangs out with him uh, in between yeah, games Lieutenant of ping pong. Lieutenant Dan's not like an angry crank in this. No, he's like a, a very philosophical uh, man who wrote, even before he left, wrote Forrest a real nice letter about how he doesn't think he's an idiot and how um, he's destined for great things and, and all this stuff and what a good, what a good mm-hmm. person he is. Uh, that was like, uh, to me so far, the nicest part of the book. Ah, I like it, but uh, I like the movie You like Lieutenant the part where Dan. he had sex with Jenny for a real long time. <laughs> well, we'll get to that. Uh, but yeah, Lieutenant Dan gets sent back and, uh, you know, he, he's worried that Lieutenant Dan died, but then a nurse is just like, nah, we sent him to like a hospital in America. Right. Uh, Forrest learns how to play uh, ping pong. Right. And guess just what? L- he's great at it. Just like the movie, um, that that stuff kind of goes down the same way. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, Probably a little although, bit more detail. Yeah. Um, although I liked, uh, you know, he gets like the Congressional Medal of Honor, uh, just like the movie, and mm-hmm. I liked how it went down in this more. Uh, you know, he he does. Uh, sh- who is it supposed to be? Johnson or it's yeah, supposed it's to be LBJ. Johnson, right? Yeah. 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 Because he mm-hmm. he's, he doesn't say who the president is. He doesn't seem like he's real sure. Yeah, but he he's says like, like, a, he's he, like he some talks dude like from a Texas, Texas man. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he brought him in. He was like, "Hey, well, why don't you uh, sit here? I'll get you some food." Um, and then what yeah. did he show? Oh, they watched. Uh, what show did they watch together? Beverly Hillbillies. Yeah, that's definitely a uh, an LBJ situation. <laughs> well, yeah, and he says that. See, the Tom, you haven't him- read the Robert Caro biographies uh, the way that I have. Uh, yeah, they, they get real into uh, Johnson's <laughs> love of uh, Beverly Hillbillies. There was uh, 75 pages on uh, Forrest Gump's trip to the White House. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, he, he Johnson shows Forrest like where he got shot, I guess, in the stomach. Mm-hmm. Maybe um, it's just an and- appendix scar. <laughs> <laughs> and Forrest shows him uh, uh, his ass. Yeah, that happens in the movie. Yeah, but like people take a bunch of pictures, and like uh, it kind of doesn't go down as well no. with uh, with the with the rest of the the military. They're pretty mad at Forrest for that. Well, who's his minder at this time? Uh, uh, I yeah, I forget the guy's name, but he has like a yeah a minder who's like traveling with him. Because they're using Forrest for uh, propaganda, for you know, to try and they even tell him like, "Well, we're going to take you on a tour to you know try and convince young men to you know sign up for uh, the war in Vietnam." Right. And uh, they they have Forrest give a speech, but he can't remember the speech, and yeah, he can't really read well, so they like get the speech down to like one line for him. And then, uh, you know, he, he reads that line and a reporter asks, uh, what do you think of the war? And he says, I think it's a lot of shit. <laughs> and, and that's uh, when this book becomes 10,000 times more political than the movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, his minder gets sent to a, uh, a radio site in Iceland yeah. after that. <laughs> Which seems pretty cool. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it's a beautiful country. And then Forrest gets sent to shovel coal into a furnace <laughs> for the entire day and half the night every day. For for like two years, I think it said. <laughs> yeah. A- until his military service was over. Well, no, he got he got to go to, uh, he won the ping pong tournament. Oh, right. So he got right. to go and out. That, yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, he he found uh, another loophole, I guess, out of uh, serving his country. 
Gump. He finally gets back home, and uh, uh, well, he gets one letter saying that he's won a Pontiac GT. I think it was. All he has right. to do is sign up for an encyclopedia subscription. Right, and he's he's smart enough to know that he 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 wouldn't be able to do anything with encyclopedias for the rest of his life. Yeah, so he doesn't get scammed into that because he's like, I have no use for encyclopedias. Um, but he gets a letter from Jenny. Wait, hold on. You're skipping over, Tom, when he goes to China what am I skipping? and saves Chairman Mao's life. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that part. Explain that part. <laughs> this part's not in the movie. So he's going on. Yeah. It's a it's a diplomatic uh, trip to China um, before yes. we normalize relations with them or whatever. Um, and he's going there to play ping pong. In, uh, and that happened in the movies. Um, yes. But uh, he goes to jail at some point because there's a whole mix up where he so he goes to oh, change yeah, his shirt because he he's hotel. eating like a, an animal everywhere and keeps <laughs> staining his shirt. Um, yeah, his minder keeps get back telling to the him hotel. like you look like you got in a food fight. Yeah, which is a cute line. Um, and then uh, he can't get back because he doesn't know Chinese, and the the uh, cab driver thinks he's asking him to go to the. The airport. Um, oh yeah! Eventually, he just gets thrown in jail, and they had to take him out. And they, anyway, they go and meet, and uh, they go to this uh, river. And Chairman mm. Mao himself was supposed was there to um, demonstrate Swim. how, in his eighties, uh, he could uh, still swim across the river or something. Um, and so he goes out, and all the Americans are there and stuff. And then uh, he starts drowning. Everybody's scrambling, and Forrest goes in, and uh, he said the water was like sewer water, which is gross. But he went, yeah. and he uh, pulled him out and saved his life. And his minder over there is like, you jackass, that would have been so good for us if Mao just, <laughs> if he just drowned, drowned and it wasn't our fault. Yeah. Um, he's like, oh, what an idiot. And then- uh, on the way on the then they go home and on the plane ride back the guy was like well now that you saved his life you're responsible for him or something and then yeah uh, he's he says welcome yeah well i i I have it highlighted here if you want me to read the exact uh wording yeah sure i mean this is probably your favorite passage in the book right (laughs) yeah it was well, Gump, I suppose you know about the Chinese custom that if you save a Chinaman's life, you're responsible for it forever. Uh, he have a, a nasty little smile on his face, and he is setting, sitting next to me on the plane, and they just told us not to get up and to fasten our seatbelts. Well, I just look over at him and cut the biggest fart of my life. It sounds something like a buzzsaw. Mr. Wilkins' eyes bugged out, and he say, Arr! And start fanning the air, trying to unloosen his seatbelt. <laughs> and the, the, the flight attendant comes over, and she's like, "Is everything okay?" And then Boris, like, it's like, "Oh, this guy just cut a fart." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he he cuts a one. That's one of the other big differences. He cuts a lot of farts in this book. Yeah. And uh, instead, like in the movie, he just says, I got to pay once. Yeah. In this, it's like really his catchphrase. He his says it all the time. You would think it'd be the other way around. That farting would be his catchphrase? No, that like they would uh, oh, milk, he said uh, it once milk a catchphrase for the movie. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't even really figured. make sense whenever he says it in the book. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like almost a non sequitur. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so yeah, he saves, uh, Chairman Mao's life, which I, I guess they didn't put in the movie, I don't know, for time or because they were like, that's too political. Yeah. Uh, but then he comes back, he gets these letters and he gets a letter from Jenny. Good She's old in Jenny. Boston, baby. Cambridge. She's at, yeah, Harvard University. And uh, she says, you know, why don't, why don't you come uh, visit me up here? And he's like, yeah, that'd be great. And he's like, I had to find a way to get to Harvard. Right. And I thought there was going to be some kind of like big screw up where he winds up, you know, uh, graduating with honors from Harvard or something like that. 
but that uh, that doesn't happen. He meets her. She's she's got a new band. He's of course not she's smart enough a, for that. She's she's got a, bo- a new boyfriend because she's always got new boyfriends. Yeah, she's got and, quite a sordid history that she goes through. And bunch uh, of losers. <laughs> but uh, she he, uh, she's like, oh, like Forrest plays the harmonica. And, uh, you know, sure enough, he's uh, he's excellent at the harmonica and and uh, starts playing with the band. Yeah. And everybody loves him. Uh, yeah, everybody loves him. And then uh, he starts uh, uh, having sex with Jenny. Yeah. Every which way. <laughs> Every which way. Uh, all over the place. And, uh, yeah, he says something like, you know, she's like, you know, Jesus, you, you know, you didn't tell me you know how to make love to a woman like this, Forrest. Yeah. And she's, uh, she's, you know, upset about all the time wasted that she could have been making love to Forrest Gump. Yeah. Well, they make up for lost time. You loved yep. that part, I- didn't you? Even happens in the sink. It it does happen. It, well, her exact words, and you know, cover your ears if you're sensitive. Are Forrest, I want you to fuck me now. Hey, you didn't and give enough says, time. You, c- you could knock me over with a feather. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. And that. Yeah. Uh. Uh. Jenny. Jenny showed me shit I never could have figured out on my own. Sideways, crosswise, upside down, bottom wise, lengthwise, dog wise, standing up, <laughs> setting down, bending over, leaning back, inside out, and outside in. Only way we didn't try it was apart. We rolled all over the living room and into the kitchen, stove in the furniture, knocked shit over, pulled down drapes, mussed up the rug, and even turned on the TV by accident. <laughs> yeah, that part was I pretty funny. That. I love that 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 was like the most startling thing for him when he somehow accidentally turned the TV on. <laughs> Duh. Uh, he starts like going to uh, like auditing a class at Harvard. Yeah, that was you know what? That was stupid. I hated that whole. Uh... Yeah, it kind of doesn't go anywhere. And it's just like it kind of got meta about the the role of the fool in literature and stuff. Yeah, and then yeah, because like, it, it, it's a class about the 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 role of the fool in literature. Yeah, it's like all right, I get it. There's just, there's themes here that you're now yeah. pointing a spotlight on, and then that whole then there was a whole situation about uh where they were doing what was it Macbeth? No. Um, what Shakespeare play were they? Uh, yeah. Was it Hamlet? I'm not sure. No. Who knows? Nobody could possibly know. Oh, King know. Lear. King it was Lear. King Lear. Yeah. Yeah, I remembered that. It was King Lear. Um, <laughs> and then, like, he lights the thing on fire, and everybody gets mad at him. And I was just like, this mm-hmm. set piece is not as funny as when he blew up the stew and blew everybody, <laughs> blew his own clothes off, except for the hat. <laughs> Except for the chef's hat. <laughs> and presumably killed at least two people. Yeah. This was just like, I was very happy. I was like, oh, cool. He's going to like light the set on fire or whatever. He gets chased out of there. <laughs> a, bunch, like, a bunch of people are going to get killed. Yeah, at least we won't have to deal with that. Ooh, the fool in literature and like, look at the parallels to, to forest life and blah, 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 or whatever it's yeah. to do. Um. Not interested, uh, Forrest Gump. What's his yeah, name? Yeah, hey, s- save uh, metaphors Winston for, Groom. for a for a book, pal. Yeah, we're trying. So, uh, yeah, something else that's not in the movie uh, that's in the book is Forrest gets real into smoking weed. Yeah, Forrest uh, turns into a couple people that we know. <laughs> uh, a real like all drugs this, person, like somebody, uh, you know, gives him some, and it, he doesn't really know what it is, and is like, you know, hey, uh, you know, just uh, uh, give this a try, and he's like, oh, this is great. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't feel like this all the time. 
Yeah, so he just starts uh, like smoking weed as soon as he wakes up and, uh, you know, just gets baked until he's got a show later that night. Yeah. Uh, and and I don't know if he even like sobers up for that. It's just, you know, that, that's the only thing he like goes out and does. Yeah. No, he doesn't because remember how good he is at playing the harmonica when he's on weed? Oh, right. Yeah. Uh, so he, that, that happens and then he's, uh, uh, like, uh, backstage one night, like smoking weed and these, uh, two women come over and they're like, Hey, are you that, uh, harmonica player? And he's like, Oh yeah, that's Aren't you me. that dim witted Alabama harmonica <laughs> player. Uh, and, uh. As as soon as he says yes, uh, they the uh, at least the one girl takes off her blouse, and the other girl yeah. tries unzipping his pants. Yeah, and this is after uh, Jenny has given him quite a talking to about how he's really becoming a lunk and needs to to knock it off with the di- with uh, with God's herb already. With, <laughs> with the dope, yeah. She's like, uh, like, yeah, maybe you should like uh, pull back a little bit on, yeah. on the weed forest. <laughs> And take and, it from uh, me, I'm a shameless hippie. <laughs> exactly. When you've got a shameless hippie who's like, Forrest, you're kind of, you're throwing your life away here, man. <laughs> um, so, uh, oh yeah, and somebody tells him, Forrest, you think that's good? Use it when you're screwing. Oh yeah. He says, I did. And he was right about that too. Yeah, this drug um, pusher was right about a lot of things. Yeah. So, um... Uh, these, these women just, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're about to just, uh, have sex with him. Uh, and he, I think he's too stoned to like realize what's happening. And Jenny walks in and, uh, you know, of course freaks out. She's like, ah, you're a piece of shit. Just like every other man. She won't talk to him for a while. And then, uh, like she just, uh, all of a sudden like leaves and uh, the band had, has no Jenny anymore. Yeah. It's real shame. It is. But then they, they find each other again. Like he goes to Washington and uh, he he gets just kind of like similarly to the part in the movie where he's speaking at the Lincoln Memorial or the, the mall. Mm hmm. Uh, except this, it's again, like more political where it's, you know, soldiers throwing their medals, uh, on the steps of the Capitol. Yeah. And, and then uh, he, uh, you know, <laughs> this, this part's actually very funny. I would have liked <laughs> to see this part, um, played in out in film. Yeah. Yeah. So like, uh, you know, they're like, oh, this guy's got a congressional medal of honor that, you know, that's that, that will really, uh, you know, uh, set a big, uh, precedent or whatever. And he, uh, throws it really hard. Like <laughs> it's a cop in the, in the eye with it. <laughs> Knocks him over. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but after Jenny sees that, she's like, Oh, I can't be mad at you. And, Ooh. uh, they, they get back together, I guess. But yeah. then, uh, they, they, uh, you know, they, they crack down, they arrest all these protesters and he says that he's in jail and that, uh, somebody tell the judge that I is accused of assault with a dangerous weapon, a medal and, a, and resistant arrest. And so on and on hand him a piece of paper, Mr. Gump, the judge say, do you realize that you have conked the clerk of the U S Senate on the head with your medal? <laughs> So that's who it was. It was a clerk, not a uh, not not a cop. Not a cop. Yeah. So like even even worse. And uh, there, I don't know. Some people they, got uh, got away with a lot of with a lot of <laughs> that that's kind of true. Stuff. Uh, and uh, he he's going to be committed now. Yeah. For and, psychiatric uh, evaluation. This ought to be fun. Well, this ought to harken back to, you know, his, his other times when he's been like, uh, put away, like when he was a kid Mm -hmm. and they just kind of didn't know what to do with him. We'll see. We'll see. And when he was in college yeah, and when he was in college and they kind of didn't know what to do with him and they, they put him with all the, uh, they put him in what they called the ape house. Yeah. I mean, that was dorm. Uh, 
with other football players too, right? It was other football players, but it was uh, like football players with like uh, emotional issues. It seemed yeah. like mostly like rage issues and stuff. And they were like, well, this guy's dumb. Just put him in there too. All right. So you said you wanted to talk about improvements that the movie made over the book. Yes. Well, I think the the two big improvements for me are having Bubba's family being shrimping already. Yeah. Smart. And not having him just like learn how to catch shrimp from, uh, you know, some random uh, vendor in Vietnam. Right. Ha- have it so that you kind of believe that it's like, oh, Bubba like talked all the time and like Forrest, uh, even though he's dumb, he's a pretty good listener. So yeah. you, it's kind of believable in the movie that it's like, yeah, I think Bubba just talked nonstop about like everything he knew about the shrimping business. And like Forrest actually did absorb that knowledge. He learned all the types of shrimp that were listed. Well, he like learned how to, you know, uh, pilot a shrimp boat and stuff. Yeah. Um, and I, I think it was an improvement that they made Lieutenant Dan his actual lieutenant. Yeah, that's true. Um, and also, like the again, the character is really different. It's he's more of like a uh, typical '80s uh, depiction of what you would see of uh, a Vietnam vet who's like homeless or traumatized mm. or um, down on his luck. Yeah, and well, like the Lieutenant Dan in the movie is mad that he didn't get killed. Yeah. Because uh, his claim to fame was that he had a relative who died in every American war. Yeah. And that Um, he wanted to carry on that tradition, which is, you know, kind of like, I don't, you know... are there people that that's what they're proud of? And they're like, I can't wait to go I mean, die in war. I mean, he was also just a profoundly unhappy man. Yeah, that's true. Um, and uh, with a good amount of PTSD, it seemed like. Um, yeah. And then uh, we'd also be, oh, uh, two things. Lieutenant Dan, mm-hmm. uh, we, we neglected to mention, he comes back when Forrest is in the midst of a ping pong tournament where he's getting kind oh, of right. beaten by somebody who was, who was doing real better than him. And Lieutenant Dan is there as like a, almost like fatherly um, figure there who's who's like, hey man, you got this. A I steady think I, hand. Yeah. Um, and really inspires. And then Forrest goes back to the match and he doesn't lose one more point. Um, yeah. So really a much different um, influence on Forrest in the book than in the movie. Um, yeah, I'm, cu- I'm curious when we finally get to the shrimping part, if the, if uh, Lieutenant Dan plays a role in that or not. Yeah, I hope so. Because it kind of seems like, like he, he maybe has kind of, you know, he's already kind of been redeemed or whatever, already like served his purpose in the story. Yeah, we but shall we'll see. see. And another thing we neglected to mention, and this doesn't reflect uh, very well on Forrest, um, <laughs> his mother's house burned down and she's literally living in quote the poor house or the po house mm-hmm. um, and Forrest was like I should go see how she's doing or <laughs> I'll go find Jenny in Boston and have sex yeah. with her in a million different ways yeah and, and learn about weed yeah um, yeah so, he's much less a mama's boy in the book than he is yeah. the movie um, and I think the problem is when you have an idiot, an idiot savant character like this, when he's like mm-hmm. now shown himself to be adept at a million different things, where it's like, yeah. I have all these talents. It's like, all right, well, uh, then it's a, like, he's not the dumbest man who ever lived. So like, <laughs> right. it's kind of inexcusable that he's not checking in on his mom for all these months. <laughs> yeah. He, he figured out how to get to Boston and find Jenny. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and like he literally, like he literally, I think just like went up there, uh, like asked people if they had heard of this band. Somebody told him like, oh yeah, they play this coffee shop a lot, and he went and waited there. Yeah, it's 
So it's like, oh, he was able to figure that out. He's not that stupid. Well, but I guess, uh, it, you know, it's as they say, Tim, stupid is as stupid does. Yeah. I mean, he hasn't said that yet. No, but it probably it'll be, uh, you know, like at the end. Like uh, we... how they how how they waited for to have Captain America say Avengers assemble. <laughs> That's exactly what they were thinking um, <laughs> when they wrote this book and made the movie. There's going to be a big scene at the end of this book where all the characters come back and they've got to fight. Uh, I don't know the Vietnamese maybe, and that and that will be Forrest War Cry to lead them in. Stupid is as stupid does. <laughs> um. Yeah, I had something to say. I forgot what it was, Tom. I'm sorry. Tom, I'd like to apologize mm-hmm. for saying um and then saying nothing. <laughs> and that not having anything to follow it up with. Yeah. How are you feeling about the book overall at this point? We're halfway through it. Um, I think it's fine. It's a quick read. Um, yeah. You know, did uh, two last minute uh, reading sessions for both these episodes and uh, no worse for the wear. Um, <laughs> is that does, how you judge books the podcast <laughs> books like how quickly can i read them the day i'm supposed to have read them this is i mean this is uh i mean that's how I, every obligation in my life ever is how <laughs> I judge um this is how i can tell like i'm a little uh underwhelmed by this book it it's making me mm-hmm. feel like man i wish i had time to read a book that i wanted to, that i want to read and i know that's unfair because <laughs> i've been sitting in a basement watching the oceans 11 movies all week <laughs> yeah but well, except for I oceans can't be eight reading all day tom i told you i forgot that existed yeah, I'm also imagining you uh, quarantined in this basement that there are no lights down there. I mean, uh, that you're you're in perpetual are. darkness. I just don't use them. Yeah, the, Tom, the only been... light you have is the the light that uh, George Clooney shines off the television. Yeah, off his uh, his winning smile. And you know what? Sometimes that's all you need. The light of Clooney will show the way. We'll guide you home. Um, I also haven't been like uh, eating a lot. Like I've been yeah, eating just well, like, you're sick. Just like meals, <laughs> you know, instead of like meals and a whole oh, bunch of uh, snacks. A thousand snacks, yeah. Yeah, I think I dropped like ten pounds just not like snacking between the the hours of nine p.m. and eleven p.m. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I, I know if if I did that, it would. Uh, yeah, I'd probably. <laughs> that's probably the only thing uh, keeping me uh, from being a, a rail thin man. Yeah, just constant snacking on garbage. Tom, when you see me, you're gonna gasp. You're gonna say, <laughs> "Oh my god, what have they done with with my Tim?" My Tim. Uh, well, presumably your your skin's like almost translucent now because you you haven't seen the any light whatsoever. Yeah, I really haven't been outside in a few days. I should probably take a walk. Yeah, and get some fresh air. Spread the coronavirus. Look, I'm on like, I think day nine or something at this point. Uh huh. I'm fine, right? I could go breathe on anybody. Everybody's going to be fine. Yeah, I don't. I, I mean, I, I'm not the. You know, I am a doctor, but I'm you not. You are that the director kind of, of the CDC. Well, that that just happened through a, a administrative goof. <laughs> yeah, a real King Ralph situation. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, I I think you're probably fine to start breathing on people. Yeah, I'm still wearing a mask when I when I uh, see people. But I yeah, think well, that's the other thing. Like you you should be you know okay for a little bit to not catch it again, but. You know, I, I I still wore a mask because after I did have it, uh, not in every situation, but in situations where uh, I would feel stupid getting COVID, like going to the supermarket, uh, because I was like, yeah, I don't I don't want that again. That sucked. Yeah, did suck. And I think that's that's a fair reason to not want COVID because it sucks. It's cool though. There's like some concerts and stuff I wanted to go to, and I was like nervous uh-huh. about it. Uh, I just get to like go to these concerts. Oh yeah, yeah. You don't have to worry as much about getting it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Uh, looks like the jokes on all of you. 
Who thought I wasn't going to enjoy some live music in 2022? <laughs> well, I'm glad to hear you're going to be able to squeeze some in. Uh, thank you, Tom. Uh, I think you're going to hey. one, if not both, of the concerts that I'm thinking of. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm like, no, I'm not. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I am. <laughs> yeah, it'll be nice. Uh, all right. Well, this Let's really petered out, huh? Yeah, I got to pee. Okay. Um, hey, thanks uh, to all of our patrons. We love you very much. Um, sorry, Tom said all that stuff about Santa Claus earlier. Uh, if you're a child, <laughs> it's not true. And, uh, hey, keep, uh, keep gumping. Hey, keep gumping. See you next week. And that's all.